I got what you like, I know what you like. I got what you love, I am your plug. Really on the plug, really on the plug. Really on the plug. Yes, sir, and we are back. Back again. Another episode of the Hoop Plug. You already know. Thank you guys for tuning in. Episode number 21. And if you guys tuned in for the first 20 episodes, we appreciate y'all. Thank you guys for showing all the love you guys have been showing to the Hoop Plug. And we are proud to say that you guys may be hearing some sponsors in our episodes sometime soon. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Sponsors on the way. Episode 21. Shout out 21. 21, 21. And, <laughs> hey, man, yeah. let's get right into it, man. And, uh... As you know, this NBA season has turned out to be, again, one of the most exciting seasons we've had in a very long time. Competitive from top to bottom, from seed number one through seed number 30. This year is a proven year for everybody, it seems like. And uh, what team has more to prove than the Los Angeles Clippers? You know what I'm saying? The Clippers do fall into that category. But one guy that's came back hotter than ever paul george his start to the season has been phenomenal 26 points per game seven rebounds five assists the first two games out of the gate crazy Mm -hmm. only played 44 minutes through the first two yet scored 70 on just 34 shots when it was 20 of 34 from the field 9 of 16 from three 21 of 21 from the free throw line first two games going berserk ty you need to i think you need to put a little more emphasis on how slept on that was you said he scored 70 points in 44 minutes guys think about how insane that is he's playing that's average 22 minutes a game that's not even half of the basketball game and he's put up yeah let's put that in context 44 minutes 70 points a basketball game is 48 minutes Dude, like, <laughs> like that's that's we got it we got and people were worried about him not being able to come back and contribute right away oh this is paul george we're talking about right now you know what i'm saying yeah, man, and I think he, everyone's talking about Kawhi Leonard, rightfully so with what he did in the playoffs of last course. year, but I believe Paul George is a better offensive player than Kawhi, man. He's dynamic. He can get buckets in a variety of ways. We're talking about a dead-eye three-point shooter off the pin down, off the catch, off the dribble, the creative handle, shifty, mid-range game on a 100, like, yo, he's a better scorer, a better offensive player. Than Kawhi Leonard. Most definitely. And I, I agree with you. Um, And one of the good things about Paul George's game is, like you said, he's very dynamic. I think, honestly, the only thing that's stopping, and you guys got to understand, back in 2013, Paul George's name was coming up with the likes of LeBron in his prime. This is LeBron on the Heatles. These Pacers, that's Paul facts. George was leading. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Pacers weren't bad, but they weren't anywhere near that Heat team. And Paul George was leading them. He seven game series two years in a row you know but with that being said Paul George's biggest hindrance has been himself with injuries and stuff like that um Kawhi Leonard definitely the better defensive player and I think his defense is so elite that it pushes him to a better overall than Paul George but I mean realistically they both have injury issues and I mean honestly it's either one's team granted Kawhi is that number one alpha but Paul George has it in him to take over any game any situation and he has the green light to do so as well well, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. And I know it's widely regarded that Kawhi is a better player, but it's not out of the realm that by the end of this season, Paul George could be the better player. Yeah. Like, let's remember, third in MVP voting last year, this guy looks like he's getting better. <laughs> I mean, he's playing with what he said, a new shoulder. Like, the surgery is something that he's needed for a long time. Yeah. He's been pushing through it. Now the shot's looking even more buttery. He feels more confident. He looks more confident. 
Like, I love this way this guy looks. I love the way he plays on both ends. And he's only just now getting his rhythm back. So it could be a scary sight. Most definitely. And Paul George has that... Um and I don't want to. I don't want to reach too much of this, but he reminds me of like a '90s superstar, where it's like he can go out and get you a bucket on every single play, can lock down his guy, can make all defensive team is is fun to watch. He's just like one of those guys, like he can do everything on the floor. You know what I'm saying? And like he's really fun to watch. That's true. I know this Clippers team is deep. They got a bench full of starting players, starting, starting caliber sure. players, right? But they need Paul George. They need him. On the offensive end, Lou Williams is a bucket. Montrezl Harrell, Lou Will, pick and roll is something <laughs> that is very slept on. Up there with other pick and roll combos. Any other pick and roll combo, it's up Most there. Deaf. When they need him for specifically, is those droughts. Because Kawhi does go three, four, five minutes without scoring. He right. does go times when he gets cold. His game isn't that creative. It's effective, but not that You're creative. Right. And the thing, Paul George. I don't, is, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but ahead. real quick, the thing about Kawhi's game, which is completely a big contrast to Paul George's game, is Kawhi Leonard. Not that he can't create. He's more of the type of player where it's like he gets his buckets in the flow of the offense. Whereas, like if the offense isn't really flowing, not that he can't go and get you a one-on-one ISO bucket. But if I had to pick between Paul George and Kawhi in that situation, I'm honestly going with Paul George. Paul George can create something out of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Now on to a very important topic. Go Mello. Carmelo Anthony. Agent 007. You know, seven back with the Knicks. Double zero on the Trailblazers. 007. Go Mello. Yo. Made his debut. And a piece. He ain't come off the bench. Hey, there we go. All right. He ain't come off the bench. But that's where the excitement ends because once he stepped on the basketball court, it didn't look good, man. You know, everyone, if you listen to this program, know that Carmelo is my guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I am rooting for nothing but the utmost success for my guy. But it has been anything but a good start <laughs> for Carmelo and the Trailblazers. They've lost the three games yeah, he's played yeah. in. He just looks a little rusty to me, though. I still believe he's good for 15 a night. He's just a little rusty. A year is a long time to not be playing yeah. the game. Well, I have a few points, man. I thought we would never get to this. You and I, we all know, man, here at the Hoop Plug, we are huge Mellow fans. And to me, for the last year, you know, I the thought to me that I was never going to see a three to the head by Mellow, you know what I'm saying, after he hits a ridiculous mm. contested three was iconic. Icon- bro, it was heartbreaking to me to think that I was never going to see it. So the fact that I've been able to see that again at least a few more times, that in itself was good enough. But I will say this, a lot of people are quick to put Melo down. You know what I'm saying? Um like you said a year is a long time to not being playing ba- to not play basketball at the highest level. You could play at all the pickup games you want, but it's not the same as being in the competition, the pace of an NBA game. And he's Carmelo Anthony. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not the Carmelo Anthony of the past, but he put up 10 and 18. I didn't see what he put up in the in the third game, but you can see that he's getting his legs underneath him and each game he's improving, his confidence is going up. And like, I mean, realistically, that's what they need. They don't need him to put up 25 a game. And it's their fire time. Let me cook on this. <laughs> all right. There, <laughs> there's three things that I think, um, what's the head coach of the, Terry Stotts? Is that yes, his name? Stotts. Trailblazers head coach. There's three things I think Thoughts needs to do. All right, and the first part point has to do with Melo's status amongst the NBA players, NBA stars. He's held in a high regard. He's a future Hall of Famer. People know that, and they defer to him because of it. But his decision making hasn't been good. Like it, he 
rose up on Jackson Hayes, a 18-year-old <laughs> shot Blake blocker, and tried to punch it on him. Like, I understand a little bit of that is rust, but that's also bad decision-making. He's trying to take Giannis off the dribble and getting his shot pending against the backboard. <laughs> I understand that you have confidence, but that's just poor decision-making. Again, facts. he needs to be held accountable for this. Terry Stotts has to do that, and I know it's going to be hard to do because he's a future Hall of Famer. He's almost as old as you are, yeah, and he's right. got so much status, so much more money. It's just hard to hold him accountable, but that's what needs to happen. Number two thing he needs to do is not allow the team to force feed him. That They force feed Melo in the post like he's still 25 years old. They're dumping it down to him. I think he's getting a little too many shots, too. Nice. I know you want him out there to score, but you can't just force feed him where teams can load up. You need to let him only go in the mid post when there's a mismatch. For sure. And then the third thing they need to do, Sari Tots needs to do for this to work, is they got to get my boy in a Syracuse 2 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They need to zone up whenever he's in the game. Literally, whenever he's on the floor, they need to yeah. zone up. That's how they won a championship in Syracuse, and that's what's going to work in the <laughs> NBA, bro. You just got to zone up. Yeah, 35 yeah. years old now. Like, he's not going to laterally move and be able to keep up with these younger guys. So don't make Facts. it. Switch to his own. Facts, man. And honestly, I think you hit the nail on the head. We've seen in certain instances here in the NBA where the zone defense can be very, very, very effective, especially especially exactly. in a time today where, you know, a lot of teams are, you know, willing to take the shots. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not earning good shots. They're really willing to take bad shots. That's kind of a trend in the NBA. And plus, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. It's not like the Portland Trailblazers are such a good defensive team, whereas, like, they could, like, it's that much of a sacrifice to switch from man to zone. You know what I'm saying? And I think it only benefits them giving Melo that little bit of a breather on the defensive end. It kind of hides his, like, defensive incapabilities a little bit. And uh, another thing, big picture for Melo this year, it's not just about this year. Yeah. Uh, I think if Melo stays out the headlines and he could bring up his field goal percentage, just be a little bit more efficient with Portland. He'll be on another NBA roster next season. And the way he's talking, especially in interviews after the games, that's what he sounds like the plan is. Uh, this is a long-term play for Melo. Don't be surprised if you see him playing in that unicorn purple and gold with LeBron James next year, too. Nah, man, that would be dope, bro. I mean, honestly, who wouldn't want to see the end of the the end of Melo's career with LeBron? I mean, both of them end their careers together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be dope. For real. On to the next. You already know somebody at least – you know, I personally like Jalen Bros. You know what I mean? He had a he has a lot of hot takes. I do worry about him being the kind of player, a la Joel Embiid, that he's basically gonna have to load manage for his entire career. Yes, I feel like he will never play 82 games. I feel like he will play about 60, 65 games every single year. Yo, and that's two of my favorite podcasters and my favorite podcast out there on sports, Jalen and Jacoby. Yeah, so uh big shouts for to sure, them. For sure. But yo, they hit something. They said they believe Zion will not play an 82-game season. Dude. Honestly, yo, like, at first you're like, well, I'm like, you know how high I am on Zion. At first I'm like, uh, it's a little bit of a reach. But then you sit back and you think about it. It's the first season. He has a stocky body type where he's ridiculously explosive with a little bit of extra weight. You know what I'm saying? So that in, it, that in itself is not a very great recipe for, you know, longevity. Um, with that being said, we're seeing, you know, the NBA is kind of turning into an era of load management, you know, and you incorporate those yep. two things together. And I mean, I don't think they're too far off, man. And like, sad to say that we may not see him play a full 82 game season, but like, given the way that things have been going, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how things turn out, you know? One thing else that's helping this is, 
Adam Silver just met with the NBA trying to shorten the season to 78 games, so he might not even be eligible to play 82 games. But on the thought, this is a guy, and this is another thing I believe Jalen Rose mentioned. He was injured in high school, got injured in college, got injured in preseason, got injured in summer league, hasn't played a regular season game yet. So there are in, there are injury concerns, especially with that frame, especially with the jumping and the dunking, especially with how explosive he is on the court. There are concerns, and I think it was only smart for the Pelicans to be careful with him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is on that Joel Embiid plan. I wouldn't be surprised if he's only playing 60 games the next three years. After that, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully he can stay healthy. I think that's what we all want to see. See Zion just reach the full potential he, he's capable of. But, um, yeah. Injury concerns are definitely here and real. Yeah, man. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's not going to affect the overall um, impact of his career and his ability as a player. But with that being said, you know, it's kind of the trend. And, I mean, I want to see Zion back on the floor sooner rather than later. And we can worry about this stuff when it comes. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick Perkins was in the news lately. He had a hot take. He was naming his top three players in no particular order. And among that list, two people you would expect, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And third person on that list, Luka the Don Doncic, 20-year-old foreign NBA star. Star, man. I think Kendrick hit the nail on the head here. And again, this is in no particular order, but I think he was right to bring up Luka, man. And you and I, you know, we were watching a lot of highlights yesterday, and I think, you know, it's important to bring up this, another person who a lot of people respect. Kendrick Perkins, not the greatest NBA player, but definitely has a lot of respect from a lot of people. Uh, but Tracy McGrady had a lot of very nice things to say about Luka Doncic, and he said with Steph Curry being injured right now, there's no doubt in his mind that Luka Doncic is the best player, best, excuse me, the best point guard in the NBA right now, man. And, uh... He's shown it. He's shown that he can get triple doubles in less than 30 minutes or about 30 minutes in the game, not even playing the whole game. The kid is versatile. He can get to the cup. He has the playmaking ability to distribute the ball. He can shoot three. He has the brass to, you know, go head to head against the likes of LeBron James, where they both had very, very chubby triple doubles. You know what I'm saying? Like very high praise for Luka, but I think he deserves it, man. And that's why the nickname The Don is so appropriate for this guy. He's so calm, so poised, so pre- <laughs> so composed under these tight situations. That's why he's The Don. He's just calm, cool, collected. He knows what he's doing. He's been around the block, you know what I'm saying? But at the ripe age of 20 years old, for this kid to be doing what he's doing, 40-point triple-doubles, 30-point triple-doubles in 25 minutes, this guy's on another level right now, definitely in the MVP conversation. Um, and that's crazy. 20 years old? When was Derrick Rose when he won his MVP? 22, 22 I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he was able to even get it this year or next year, just think about it, bro. It's 2019 right now. In 2030, <laughs> he's still going to be playing basketball. He'll be 31 in his prime. That's fast. In 11 years. Like, that's just wild to think about how good this guy can get. Like, and if you ever figures out how to play a little bit of defense 
<laughs> this Mavs team is going to be crazy. No, man, and you said it, bro. I'm glad that you brought up the Derrick Rose comparison because both of them within their first two, three years in the league, I mean, Luka is only in the second season, but they were able to take the NBA by storm. I like to call them the youngest veterans, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. even though they don't have that much experience in the league, the way that they play, like you said, poise, cool, calm, like they've been around the block before, but in actuality, they haven't, you know what I'm saying? So it's in their blood, just that, like, that poise, bro, and, like, I love that shit, you know, it's it's lethal, and, like, I wouldn't be, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win an MVP in the next two seasons if he's able to keep this play up and boost a little bit of that defense, you know what I'm saying? That's facts. He's definitely got the storyline going for him, that being with the young age of 20 years old, what he's been doing so far has been crazy. Bro. But there's a guy that was left off this list that I gotta bring up. James Harden. <laughs> yes. Averaging 38 points per game, man. They're on a 60-win pace. Ooh. Houston Rockets are winning games, and he's balling out. How is he not in your top three? Yes, that's facts, bro. I mean, honestly, dude... We were talking about it yesterday. James Harden is the most Jordan-esque player we've seen in a very yes. long time, dude. So, yes. I don't know. Because we all know Michael Jordan would be averaging 40 in today's NBA. Yeah, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know how it is that we keep... Again, and I'm I'm guilty of it. You know what I'm saying? We keep forgetting about James Harden when he comes out every game shows why he is arguably the best player in the NBA and like people still forget about him. A lot of people want to say it's empty stats or whatever, but nah, you can't you can't average that many points and them all you know what I'm saying? 38 points per game, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Nah, you're right, bro. James Harden, we cannot forget about him. And honestly, dude, like I'm and maybe maybe this is disrespectful, so I'm sorry to Giannis, but I'd be quick to push Giannis off that list. Throw James right into that conversation and keep those three guys in there. You know what I'm saying? James look at the the case for Giannis is what is he playing with? Everyone else on this list has a co-star. James Harden has Russ. Luca has Chris Tapps, who's been up and down, yeah. but better than any second option that Giannis has over there That's in Milwaukee. True. That's true. And LeBron has Anthony Davis. Giannis is doing it by himself. You can't sleep on Giannis, Chris Middleton, but you're right. He is not equivalent to those second stars that those other And Middleton's guys been out for two weeks. That too, so. that too, that too. But still, I got to rock with this top three from, from Kendrick. It's pretty good. As of now, as of right now. And the thing is, you got to respect Kendrick because, granted, he knows what he's doing. He's played against a lot of the really great players in the NBA. He's played against the Kobe's. He's played against the LeBron's. He's practiced with the Paul Pierce's and the KG's and the Ray Allen. So he's been around the block himself. He knows talent when he sees it. So I think it's I, I think it's cool and it's, it's respect that he's given Luca right now, you know? LaMelo Ball. He's been making headlines from Australia all season long. He will be a top five pick. It was top three earlier, but now that we're seeing Cole Anthony ball, James Wiseman ball, as we talked about on this program, you know his rankings and scouting, uh, his projections were going to go down as soon as these college athletes started showing how good they are as well. But with his sliding and the Pelicans sliding in that Western Conference, it's shaping up. Oh, yeah. LeVar Maul might have been right. LaMelo just may be able to get play with his older brother Lonzo Ball in New Orleans for the Pelicans. Bro, and uh, that would be such a sight to see. Imagine how scary that would be. You're essentially getting a Chino Hills reunion. Um, I mean, minus <laughs> LiAngelo, 
Uh, I mean, man, at that point, it's only a matter of time. If they start playing well together, it's only a matter of time before they pick Jello up. Facts, 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 bro. And imagine if they were able to do what they did at Chino Hills with, you know, Zion and a bra- and a BI <laughs> and uh, you know, you're replacing Jello with Zion. I think that's a good upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I don't know if you remember, if you ever seen their highlights, it was Lamelo and Lonzo always pushing the ball and Jello just filling the lanes, literally running up the court and trying to post up off full court passes. Facts. So Zion could definitely. Do that a lot more loves, a lot more oh, exciting. Yeah, man. Oh man. And dude, imagine, dude, Lonzo and Lamelo are already both elite passers. Um Zion, you know, you just gotta get it near the backboard, bro. Like it doesn't even have to be near the <laughs> rim. As long as it's near the backboard, he's gonna catch it. And like, bro, it's gonna be a lot of fun if we get those yeah. two guys. We get to see that Chino Hills track meet again. Oh yeah, most that's times. what they played basketball like. It was just sprinting. And and, and back to like Lamelo and Lonzo to bring those two guys back up. Lamelo already is is beaming with confidence. I don't know if you saw the footage, but he got asked, "Who do you think is better?" And he already came out. And he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm better than Lonzo." Straight up, said it like. Yeah, I saw the footage. It doesn't surprise me. Lamelo's been dripping with confidence for a while. Yes, sir. I mean, think about it. You're in eighth grade, winning state championships at a high school level, That's big facts. playing with your brothers. Uh, you dropped. 85, 90 points as a freshman in high school. Ooh. Your confidence level is going to be through the roof. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, your whip in a Rari or whatever it was that Lonzo bought him at 16. You know what I'm saying? The Gini. The, the, the Lampo. You already know. Nah, but facts, man. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Whether he does end up with the Pelicans or not, I think this kid is going to be a lot of fun to see, you know? This happens often, all right? This happens often. You'll just be sitting back watching a Lakers game. When LeBron gets out in transition and makes something crazy happen, maybe it's a dunk, maybe it's a chase down block, but instantly you know that play you just saw will be on his Instagram as soon as that game ends. <laughs> Probably with the captions, Wash King, Crown Emoji, Crown Emoji. <laughs> with that said, me and Frost were talking the other day, and we were like, yo, we see people post highlights. We see Odell Beckham post his highlights all the time. You know, he's got like the latest Drake song, <laughs> maybe Gunna. Facts, facts, facts. And it's just his highlights. He's going to hit the wall, do some dancing, Hell yeah. score a touchdown. You know what I mean? But LeBron, he does it like an old head. <laughs> it's brash. When LeBron posts his highlights, it's in your face. No music. <laughs> it's just a dunk. Duck. Caption, dead body. <laughs> or is it Watch King, vi- crown emoji, crown emoji. It's the type of vibe would be LeBron would be like watching this footage on a TV. He'll be recording the highlight of his footage off the TV. And then <laughs> go back to his face and be like, oh, go back to the footage like a real old head, yo. Where like Odell looks like he put money into his highlight videos <laughs> to go on his He got grab. a production crew for it. Yeah. Facts, yo, facts. And I just think it's he hilarious. He got a choreographed dance routine for it. Bro, LeBron don't do no dancing. He just flexing. He just dunking on fools, bro. And that brings me back to when this man LeBron was in the gym, super old head. Hit the rolling stone with the rolling on that that video. Boom, boom, boom. Hit the rolling stone with the. That shit was too funny, bro. I, if I've ever seen an old head, it. that's it right there. You know what I'm saying? My man will just get in the back of his Maybach and record uh, the back of his seat playing music. <laughs> Dog, LeBron is, is funny as hell, man. And I have to say, I think it's super cool that we're in an era where, like, the best player in sports, you know what I'm saying? Like, granted, he's a very private person, but in that same He token, lets us in, man. Yeah, he does. He does, you know? He lets us in. When the greatest players let you in, it, it, they become bigger than life. Facts. And that's something we've seen with LeBron. That's that's why he has more followers than anyone in Major League Baseball combined. <laughs> oh, like, crap. He's, he's just a... 
He's a big deal, man, and that he lets us in. We feel like we know him. We feel like we know his son. We feel like he knows his daughter, mm-hmm. his wife. Like we feel like part of the family, especially if you support. Uh, it's just good that level of transparency, and he's also using it for good. Most stuff, so, most stuff, man. He's not one of those guys that's filling his timeline with advertisements either. Even though he could, because he's got more business ventures, as, as many business ventures as anyone. Yeah. So. Now a lot of respect for LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like I personally clown yeah. him a lot, but you know. You gotta get. He's not perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he definitely seems like a good-hearted dude. He's most deaf. Respect. You already. Oh, did you see this video too? Which one? Of LeBron, he was getting in like the car. There were some fans asking for autographs, and like right before he hits the car, he lifts up the leg and just farts. No way, yo! <laughs> Stop. That's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Media was trying to spin it like he was farting at the fans, but Bruh. I think it was just like, yo, I'm about to get in this car probably listen to some music but you know it's tight quarters in there you gotta get that out before you get in the whip you don't want to box the whip with that big facts big facts you know what i'm saying you gotta get that thing off especially you know this man lebron is on a serious diet right now lord knows what kind of fumigation system you would need after that you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know man's been getting skinny you know he's been on that fruit diet and you already know them veggie man smell <laughs> that's facts dude Anyways, yo, shouts out, Brown. You already know much love from the hoop plug. So, last topic of the day. The Bulls have been in the headlines. If we didn't see, if you haven't heard already, Zach Levine went off 40 freaking nine points, 13 threes on something else. And this is right on the eve of the spat, the coming out, falling out party with head coach Jim Boylan. Zach Levine came out after the game and mentioned how frustrated he was. Mentioned there was no loyalty, no trust after Bulls head coach Jim Boylan sat him for the majority of the second half, fourth quarter because of his defensive lapses. What a way to respond, Zach Levine. Like we said, 49 points, 13 threes, and a game winner. That was freaking one for the ages. Damian Lillard vibes all over it. Yeah, man. But after the celebration... For us, what'd you see? Dude, honestly, I saw nothing. It looked like they didn't, he didn't even hit a game winner, bro. And, like, I mean, I know they were away and all of that, but, like, there should have been – you can tell that there's something wrong as a team where they make that kind of – they were down at one point in the fourth quarter almost 10 points. You know what I'm saying? So to make that type of comeback where you have a guy put on that kind of performance and the team in itself can't gather enough, you know – passion to celebrate after an insane play like dude we cannot sleep on how crazy he grabbed the rebound with four seconds left ran to the three-point line while fading away hit a bucket that put splash no rim no rim that was moist 13-3 of the game mind you so i mean yeah man it it did something was not right obviously and the fact that he came out and that was his first thing that he had to say you know what's got something to do with the coach man yeah, and what we're alluding to is after the game winner, none of the Bulls celebrated with Boylan. He ran on the court just like one of the players. Everyone was ignoring him, fading him. They celebrated alone. Yeah. So we know there's been beef. There's been tension after those comments were made. It looks like the team was standing up for him. Let's hear what Bulls head coach Jim Boylan had to say after this one was over. I've said this to you guys since I've gotten the job. You know, my job is to try to push a guy to a place he can't take himself. And, you know, that happens sometimes. Wow. So he's trying to take credit. <laughs> he's trying to take credit. This man had the audacity to get up to the podium after that, after he got called out by his star player for no trust, no loyalty, and say, I pushed him to a place he wasn't comfortable being. I got him there and put him in a position to score 49 points by calling him out in front of the media. 
by benching him in the national stage. Dog. All I'm thinking right now is, and I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Who does this man think he is, Coach Carter? Bro, like, these are not high school kids, dude. I get, again, I get what you're trying to do here. You're trying to make a point. You're trying to make him a better player, I guess, by making an, an emphasis on when he made a defensive mistake. But these guys are paid professionals. And you know what? They're still human beings, so they're going to make mistakes from time to time. But you bench your best player, and he comes out and puts a performance like that, and then you come out like a, you know, a dickhead? Like, you know. Yeah, and benching your best player is how you get the whole team to react the way they did after that game. It's because it's not just hurting Zach Levine when you bench him in the fourth quarter of a game. You guys are trying to win. It's hurting everyone else on the court. They're not going to win that game. They know they want their best players out there. Exactly. I don't know, man. And, like, it's it's come out before where, like, it actually was, like, about a year ago, a little bit less than a year ago, where, like, there when Jim Boylan first came on as the coach, there were talks about them getting rid of him because of how hard he was on these Chicago Bulls players, man. And, like, dude, again, I, get, I guess I get he's trying to set a standard, but, dude, like... These guys are pros, man. You're not you you don't have to teach them fundamentals. You're not trying to teach them how to be men. You're just trying to help them win basketball games. The talent is there. You know what I'm saying? You just got to put it together, you know? I'm with you 100%. But yeah, man. Oh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> man, that boy got a nose on him too. Jeez. A little schnauzer. <laughs> My boy is built like a pelican. Bruh, imagine <laughs> he was the coach of the pelicans. It'd be a little more fitting. That's going to do it. Another episode of Hoop Plug in the Books. You already know. And uh, thank you guys for rocking with us. Stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, you already know. If you're not following us, follow us at Instagram at hoop underscore plug underscore. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All that good stuff. Put some flavor in here.